When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ball just, just outside the goal square. They set themselves for South Melbourne. Round. Yes, he's got it. Now he finds a handle for it. In towards Barry Round. Round, wide of centre half forward. Morris. He fires up towards Barry Round. Yes, he's got it. Leads again. And marks again. Off the hands to Round. The mark wasn't paid, but Barry Round will kick it. Oh, what a goal. What a great goal by a big man. Drops short into the goal square. Round. Yes, he's got it. Well, his ruck work is good, looking for round, round, uh, his huge target touched it, but came back with a little bit like result from the street. Four marks to Barry Brown. Sad news this morning that we woke up to if you follow Australian rules football with the passing of Barry Round at the age of 72 and we certainly extend our deepest condolences and sympathies to his family and friends. He was a great of Australian football, particularly at Footscray and then of course followed by South Melbourne slash Sydney. He played 328 games at the highest level for 293 goals. Also made an impact at the Williamstown Football Club as well where he was the captain coach of the Premiership side in 1986 and 1990. That famous 1990 VFA Grand Final is still spoken about in folklore. A man who played a lot of footy with him at the Swans. He was also a Brownlow medalist. Barry Round, of course, won the 1981 Brownlow medal alongside Bernie Quinlan. man who played for the Swans and won the Brownlow medal in 1977 was Graham Teasdale. Played a lot of footy with Roundy over the journey and I'm privileged to say that he joins us on the line, taking time out of his Christmas Eve commitments out of respect for Barry Round, and he joins us to discuss his life and legacy. Graham, really appreciate your time, albeit under sad circumstances. Yeah, no drama. It, uh, Randy was one of those guys that uh, had friends wherever he went. He was just one of those likeable characters, and uh, to have the opportunity to talk about him, uh, I'm only too happy to do it. Now, if you don't mind me asking, when was the last time you spoke with Randy? Uh, end of September. His uh, health hasn't been that great and uh, he wasn't coming down to go to uh, the usual routine, the Van Singh Club and Grand Final and Brownlow. And uh, so I gave him a, a call and we talked about uh, the way things were for him, which wasn't great. And uh, unfortunately... Uh, the end has come far too soon. Absolutely, because he was such a larger-than-life figure out on the field and as a person as well. Talk to us about what he was like as a person. We'll speak about Barry Round, the footballer, in a moment, but what was he like as a person, particularly in the inner sanctum as a teammate? Constant practical jokes <laughs> uh, and always a laugh. Um, I mean, uh, the sort of thing that uh, you could expect would be... Just a normal training night. You'd come out from a, a training session and find Roundy's car parked six inches from your driver's door, so you couldn't get into your driver's door. You had to go around and crawl across the passenger side. <laughs> there was always something going on with him. Uh. Um, if he found a, a dead bird on the uh, on the roadside on the way to training, that'd be strung up in somebody's locker door. So when they opened the door, this dead bird would fly out at you. 
Goodness me. <laughs> he sounds like a practical joker. We're speaking with 1977 Bradlow medalist Graham Teasdale talking about the life of Barry Round who passed away within the last 24 hours. If you have any questions for Graham, feel free to text it in 0499 736 736 because I know there'd be a lot of listeners out there who have fond memories of watching Barry Round as a player. When's the, uh, when's the first time, I guess, that you laid eyes on Barry Round as a footballer? Because, of course, he started with Footscray alongside, funnily enough, Bertie Quinlan, who he ended, he ended up winning the Brownlow alongside in 1981. They obviously went on to separate clubs, as we know, burning at Fitzroy, Barry at South Melbourne. When's the first time you can remember laying eyes on him as a footballer? Well, it's funny you should say that because the, uh, as a, I think I was probably 16 and a half or something like that, a skinny kid from Charlton. I got shunted up into the senior side and the second game we played was against Footscray and I jumped onto the back of this giant of a man and he just kept on running like I wasn't on his back. And fortunately, I got a free kick because he hadn't disposed of the ball. But I thought, what a monster of a bloke. I'm glad I was on his back and not in front of him and he fell on me. <sighs> so he was a, a huge frame, even as a, uh, as, as a young bloke. He did have a huge frame, there's no doubt about that, but also his aerial ability was sensational and his versatility, given he had such a high physical frame and a very bulky physical frame, he was quite athletic too, wasn't he? Particularly for that type of era uh, where it probably wasn't as much in vogue as it is today. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that he never really got a lot of credit for was he was one of the best marks in wet weather. Like he had a a massive set of mitts on him and uh, that slippery ball. And during that period of time, in the sort of uh, the late 70s, we had one particular season of football. It was just a, uh, uh, the centre of the ground was like a, a pig's wheel. And Randy was the only one in the league that could take a mark in that sort of wet weather. Yeah, he was very, very versatile, regardless of the conditions. There's no question about that. You came to South Melbourne in 1975 after a stint with Richmond. Barry Round came to South Melbourne in 1976. Did you hit it off as teammates straight away? And what sort of did he have on the group while you were playing alongside him? Well, Randy hit it off with everyone. He was just uh, one of those blokes that uh, he was everyone's mate. Uh, he was liked by everyone, even opposition supporters. Uh, I think you'll find... Uh, were pretty fond of him because he was just a happy-go-lucky sort of a guy and made friends wherever he went. Was he a natural leader? He was. He was. Uh, and he led by example. Uh, I think I'm just going off the top of my head, I can't remember him ever being reported. It, that's the sort of guy he was. He just played the ball and gave it his best shot every time he went out on the ground and... People respected him for it. Speaking with 1977 Bradley medalist Graham Teasdale, talking about his memories of Barry Round, who recently passed away. Is there one game that you can pinpoint where he really made an impact? I know it's hard to remember because it's a long time ago now, but is there one game that really springs to mind where he really made an impact or a standout game at the Swans that really comes to mind for you? Not a particular game, but uh, going to Sydney, like, at that particular point in time, I had a contract where I could nominate what club that I wanted to go to, and I went and had a look at uh, what they were going to go to in Sydney, and the facilities were 
not much better than country football. And I thought, well, I've only got sort of four or five years left. The Swans are going to do absolutely nothing for four or five years. And, and Round has basically carried the club during those early years. He was just a, a standout leader. Talk to us about the tumultuous time at the Swans in 1981. You mentioned there was a move to Sydney. There was that division at the club, certainly from the outside with the Keep South at South movement. It would have been a difficult time for the playing group. He won the Brownlow medal that year, so he rose above all that. How important was he as a pivotal figure to keep the players' minds on the job, even with all that external noise out the back? Yeah, well, it it certainly was a tumultuous time, Uh, the players and most of the uh, sort of functioning committee realised the state of uh, the financial situation. You had uh, the Albert Park Trust, you had the league. Everyone was taking a large share of the gate, which left the Swans with uh, sort of not much to function on. And that's why quite often uh, the there were big games that, uh, you know, there would have been sort of 20, 25,000 people in the stadium. And then you read uh, in the sun on Monday morning and the crowd was 10,500. So the Swans were understating the uh, crowd so they could keep a larger share of the gate. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the committee realised that uh, there was no future, just like Fitzroy, there was no future operating under the, the Albert Park Trust and uh, the Keep South at South. Nobody wanted to leave, but everyone realised there was no future under those circumstances and the league were making all sorts of overtures how much they would be interested in funding the Swans if they uh, buzzed off to Sydney. And once the the new group of people that were trying to keep South at South got in control of the club and saw the books and realised, well, gee, there is no future here. So off we go to Sydney. Yeah, it was certainly a very interesting time in the league's history. Just a couple more before I let you go. We're speaking with 1977 Bradlow medalist Graham Teasdale talking about the life and legacy of Barry Round. Of course, Barry Round was named as part of the Swans team of the century. Just based off your conversations with him, given he was an integral part of the Swans in the early years up in Sydney, how proud was he about their success later on? Of course, they competed in the AFL Grand Final earlier this year. They won that drought-breaking flag in 2005 and he was there. How proud was he looking on the development of not only the team in Sydney, but also the sporting code in Sydney? Well, Roundy loved the, the game. He loved the Swans. I mean, uh, a lot of uh, former players uh, don't have a great deal of respect for the style of game that's played now, but Roundy loved the game, loved the Swans, and lived it right through to the end. That's a good way to put it, no doubt about that. And just one question off the text machine. David from Craigie Bird says, please ask Teaser how he went in a social scene with Barry Round because apparently he was a very good singer and I think he was on a CD back in the day as well. He didn't mind singing Barry Round, did he? Yes, that's very true. Actually, the the, the league put out a uh, a collection of uh, one person from each league club and on uh, this particular song and Roundy told me that uh, he went in there absolutely crapping himself, having to sing. (laughs) And uh, 
after about a dozen beers, uh, he wanted to put out a whole album. <laughs> oh, sensational stuff. Well, Graham, it's been a great joy talking with you about Barry Round, particularly under the sad circumstances of his passing. He was a great player. There's no doubt about that. A pivotal figure in Australian rules football, particularly up at the Harbour City. All the best to you, mate, and Merry Christmas. He was a great player, but more importantly, he was a great person. Thank you very much.